What's up, guys? It's your girl, Shara, and welcome to season two of Style with Shara. Now, if this is your very first time listening, thank you so much for taking a listen. My name is Shara, and I am a personal and editorial stylist, blogger, and podcast host. And this podcast is pretty much where I just give people a chance to hear my perspective on all things fashion, style, and lifestyle, just from the point of view of a young woman creating her own lane from scratch in this crazy, fast-paced fashion world. So if you like what you hear, definitely don't hesitate to subscribe and rate the show. Let me know how you feel about it, and you can tune in to season two on Tuesdays. So apparently, I had some people who missed me running my mouth about fashion and life on this particular podcast and it's honestly kind of wild to me because like (laughs) like I've literally had people texting me asking about it and like just people I haven't even seen or heard from in a while like that I didn't even know was actually listening to this um so that's just crazy to me and it's so crazy because when I first started this podcast I believe I was one of like 20, maybe 30 indie podcasts in the fashion and beauty category on iTunes. Um, A lot of the fashion podcasts on iTunes at the time were either run by like a major corporation like Vogue or Yahoo. So besides those, a lot of them were gossip based, like with a sprinkle of fashion. No shade. That's just that's just what I was hearing at the time. Um, And then, of course, YouTube was still the main focus for a lot of people, which it still is, of course. And then blogging kind of was, too, at the time. And while I do still own a blog and I feel like I just feel like I'll always have a blog, even when blogging goes like completely out of style, like even when no one else is doing it, just because I love to write, I think I'll always still have one. Um, even as a child, I've always loved to write. Plus, I just love the visual effects of like words and images just being placed together to get your point across. So while my style blog is definitely still up and running, I think like when I started this podcast, I basically realized that there was like a gap between there was a gap between the people that were actually like actively supporting me and showing me love. Um, but those people not necessarily always having time to sit down and read a blog of mine. Like I would have people genuinely showing me love and trying to stay in touch with everything that I'm doing. And I would see them or talk to them. And a few of them would just really be wanting to know like everything that's going on. They would be like, so how's styling come along, coming along? You know, like, what are you up to? And I would tell them and they would be like, oh, I didn't even know you were doing it. Um, and I would be like, yeah, girl, I'll put it on the blog like forever ago. But I had to realize that because that was just one form of media and people are so busy with their everyday lives, a lot of people would be missing out on stuff that I was doing. And they will honestly be trying to support. They just didn't always have time to keep up with every single blog post um, or every single newsletter that I sent out to my subscribers. So I wanted to create a space for both the people who do follow my blog and social media and stuff like that, but especially for the people who still want to be engaged with me as a brand, as a stylist, and just be able to hear my voice and be able to check in with me and keep up with my journey and my perspective on fashion in more than one way, especially because I know they can listen to this in the midst of their day-to-day activities. So that was my first motivation for starting it. Um, (laughs) But honestly, as time went on, y'all, like... I don't know. I guess I just realized that it was a lot of work for me and 
for some people out there who may have their own podcast, because I know for some people it's just laid back and it's fun, and they either have someone doing the whole editing process for them, or, you know, editing just might come easy for you. Um, But when I tell y'all, it was like, it was like a maze just trying to figure out like how to consistently produce content for this podcast when I first started last year. Um, And I was working really hard on a bunch of other aspects of my brand as I still am. And I think like just because people don't see everything because I can be a very private person at times. They may not always understand how much something is adding to my plate. And on one hand, I was getting like a lot of support and I was really happy about it. Um, And just by the way, shout out to y'all who gave this podcast five stars after like one or two episodes, because to be coming out with something for the first time and after only doing it a couple of times, seeing that kind of feedback was so dope to me. So thank y'all. But Yeah, um, I got a lot of support from my peers and just people that I know when I first started. But on the other hand, I was just feeling like, what am I? Like, I don't know. I was just feeling like, what am I doing? Um, This is a whole lot of added work to what I'm already working on as far as styling. And it just started to seem like a headache. Like, sometimes I would record (laughs) and upload an episode, y'all, and it would have, like, no sound. And I would just be going through the steps, just trying to figure out, like, what did I do wrong? Um, Like, some people that's close to me would be around me through the whole process of me recording the podcast and just seeing my mood after that happened and just looking at me like, all right, let me just leave her alone right now because I see she didn't want her moves. Because when I tell y'all the struggle of just me just trying to learn the technical part of putting this show up and having it run smoothly, um... Because, like, I would really be going through it sometimes. And on top of that, I had some people at the time that I definitely looked up to when it came to business and just marketing in general. Just basically telling me, like, fashion doesn't belong on a podcast platform. It doesn't make sense to do a fashion podcast. Like, that's a waste of time, blah, blah. Like, all that negative energy. And now, just a few months later, to see that they were wrong and to see thousands of fashion podcasts starting up, it's just like, girl, like, <laughs> like if you just would have cut out the noise, just, you know, just stop second guessing yourself and just continue putting out more episodes and just trusted your vision in the first place, you would have been good. And it's not like it's not like it's a bad thing. I'm honestly actually really excited to see so many more podcasts revolving around fashion, um, especially right now, because one, we all have a different um, perspective on everything that's going on in fashion. And two, not that I should have ever needed confirmation on this because God literally gave me the idea to do the show last year and I did it. But it really is confirmation to show me like, yes, it can be done. And Shara, your vision for there to be more, just more style-based content in this particular form of media was probably just like a little bit ahead of his time, you know? But it's all cool though, because it was just one of the many things that I honestly believe God used um, just in this season of my life to get my attention in order to teach me really the importance of trusting myself and not to constantly second-guess myself. So... Now, just being back for the first episode of season two, 
I really just wanted to weigh in on that topic specifically because trusting myself was definitely something I had to learn kind of early on when I first like when I first started out styling back in 2015. But even now, like as I'm coming into my womanhood, I guess you could say um, more and more, it's really a lesson that's like literally just been staring me dead in my face both on a professional level and on a personal level. And I just believe that right now, God is looking at me like, look, sis, I want to take you to another level, but we can't go there until you learn to fully trust. Not only just trusting God, but just really trusting the power and the gifts that he gave me and trust that I can do more than just survive. I can actually thrive both in the fashion world and just in my life in general. Um, When I just let go and trust, especially like when you're someone who has vision for your life because that's the only way I believe you can like truly trust that what you're trying to do is coming from a place of purpose and not just a place of fear or doubt or any of those other negative emotions that we may have that's counterproductive. So let me think, I guess you could say just taking it back to, I want to say 2015. So like 18 year old me, who had just done her first photo shoot at this freelance photographer's house. Um, Actually, I have found out about her because she had done a close friend of mine's prom pictures, like while we were sending her off to prom. And I don't remember how we connected, like if I stalked her IG or something, because I can be weird like that when I'm on a mission, like I'll stalk somebody's page, (laughs) like DM them, like, look, I'm trying to work. So that's probably what I did. Actually, you know what? No, I think my homegirl tagged her when she posted the photos from prom. And I remember going to her page and being like, wow, her work is so dope. And at this point, I had only done like some styling assistance for a designer who was mentoring me at the time. And I was taking classes from her. So I had never like really done a full shoot by myself. So I like I had no experience styling actual photo shoots. I just knew that whatever she was doing, I wanted to be a part of it. So I remember I DM'd her and I told her like, wow, I think your work is so dope. I don't have much experience, but I would love to work with you just to get some experience of actually styling a full shoot. And I remember she asked me like she asked me a bunch of questions, but she asked me like, do you provide for wardrobe? And honestly, I probably said something kind of dumb back to her because I don't I don't know. Like, I didn't even know the first thing about styling. So I don't even know what I would would have said to her like about that. Like, I probably just was going with the flow, just making stuff up. (laughs) But listen, experience is the best teacher. So that's that on that. That's how I got my experience. So anyway, she agreed to let me test with her. And that's what we creatives call our collaborative shoots, for those who don't know, where we're basically just trying to build our book and see how we work together. We call it a test. And the shoot overall went really well, considering the fact that, like, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, So the photographer loved it. The model loved it. Actually, the model, she still uses the photos to promote herself to this day. Like, I'll see her post pictures from that shoot on IG every now and then. Um, and it's funny cause she hated all the outfits I was putting together at first, but like once I put them on her, she was like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. Like, cause that's, that's usually how it is. Like I always have a vision for something, how it's going to look and everybody kind of looking like sideways until I put it on them. So, um, that's exactly how my first shoot went. And I was just, I just remember being really proud of myself and just 
honestly surprised like just at how much I trusted myself to pull it off when I really had no solid background experience in styling something myself but at that time I just remember something just told me to just go for it and I just always think about how me trusting myself in that moment led to so many other dope experiences including this one now and now that I'm further along, I believe I've really learned just how like really, really crucial it is for a stylist to really, really trust themselves, like just beyond technical, like um, on a creative and, and in networking and discerning the right and wrong people to work with. But especially just while you're on a job and when you have to make those last minute decisions that seem kind of random at the time, but those decisions sometimes really are what can make or break the look and the vision. Because like even now, I think back to even just some of my earlier projects, um, a lot of times my mom would go with me because I was so young when I was reaching out to these photographers and getting this experience. And um, sometimes I'm just like, I'll think about the wardrobe I pulled and I'm just like, wow, like I could have took that look to a whole nother level if I would have just trusted myself and trusted my vision without worrying that it would be quote unquote, I guess you could say like trying too hard or doing too much. Um, just like in some of my first shoes, cause I was so young and I wanted to call, I remember I just, it was a big thing for me to come off as professional as possible. A lot of times I wouldn't speak up when I wanted to try something out of the ordinary for a look, or even when I just disagreed on something that the director or the photographer had in mind, just because I was lacking not only that experience, but just that confidence and that trust in myself that's needed to really carry out a vision. Even when it seems like it's odd or like it's wrong to someone else that's on the creative team. But it's all a part of the journey, and it probably only makes sense now because I'm looking back with more experience. Um, just because diving into styling really basically by myself, I had to learn a lot of things the hard way. And like, yes, I had some training from the design school I attended for a while, but for the most part, it was just nonstop trial and error. And truth be told, it kind of still is to this day. And I really wouldn't change that. And I'm not just saying that because everybody these days swear they have like no regrets. And for me, that's definitely not the case. Because even like me now in my early 20s, like I look back and I definitely have a list of regrets. It's a short list because I'm young, but it's a list nonetheless. But just as far as my journey and my decision to just go for it. And when it came to me pursuing styling and not starting off with a fancy internship and whatnot, I definitely don't regret that. And I made so many mistakes, but just what I've learned is that my mistakes are how I personally learn. Like some people are best taught visually or through repetition, or they like to hear you say it a couple of times. Me, I learn by messing up. <laughs> like, that's just what it is. That's not the only way I learn, but it's definitely one of the most effective ways that I learn. And I think God knows that. And that's probably why he just be letting me just do my thing sometimes. And then he has it all come together for my good in the end. But he'll always show me like, see, I was trying to show you that before, but I know that's just how you learn. So I was just like, I'm gonna just let you rock out. Um, <laughs> but seriously, um, just the most important thing that I think I really learned is that it's okay to really just trust yourself after the mess ups in your life. So even like after you lose that client or after you make a bad 
um, a bad call based on bad judgment. After you get yourself in a position that you never even would have expected yourself to be in, it's important to learn to be able to trust yourself again after things like this happen. And a lot of times the issue of us not trusting ourselves can kind of like be hidden behind the illusion that we don't trust others. And this can be like with anyone. So anyone from like a close friend to a person that you may be in a relationship with, even to like people that you may work with, you know, just have a business relationship with. Like you'll sometimes enter a situation and to you and to everybody else, it'll look like you have an issue with trusting a certain person. But in reality, it's really just a situation that's exposing the fact that you're not trusting yourself. Okay, so so perfect example. Okay, so I don't know if any of y'all watch the Netflix show called Styling Hollywood. But this show is like my new obsession. And I'm going to be really sad when I'm done streaming it because it's like only nine episodes so far. And the season just dropped at like the end of August. So I'm almost done and I'm going to be bored Um, because that's like the only Netflix show right now that is still centered around fashion. I feel like I've watched every other documentary on Netflix that deals with fashion. So this has been like my new favorite show. So yeah, I'm going to be waiting for a while, but basically it's a docu-series about the CEOs of JSN Studio, and JSN is basically a two-in-one company that styles their clients' wardrobe and their homes. So Jason Bolden, a lot of y'all probably have heard of him if you follow fashion He's the CEO and he's also the company's wardrobe stylist and he styles all types of celebrities. And there's Adair, Adair Curtis, who is also the CEO and he's the interior designer of the company. So the show basically just follows them as they both run their company. And they also both happen to be married. So that also makes for like an interesting part of the show as well. And they work with some of like the top female celebs in the game. Like they had Taraji on there. Um, Gabrielle Union, Sanaa Lathan, Serena Williams, like they have a ton of celebs on there. So the show initially, of course, grabbed my attention for the fashion, but I've been learning a little bit more about interior design too, since I've been watching, which is kind of like surprising to me because <laughs> like usually interior design just really bores me. Um, and I really cringe like watching stuff like HGTV because it's just so boring to me. And I think a lot of people would assume because I'm into fashion that I will also be like really excited about just the process of decorating my home. But that's a negative. <laughs> like I could really care less about the whole process. So I think once I have like my dream home, I'll probably end up just hiring somebody just to do all that for me because I don't have time. But I will say like just watching Adair's whole process on the show is definitely interesting. And I've been learning a little bit here and there about um, some interior stuff. But anyway, so boom, in this one episode, Jason, the company stylist, is like really overwhelmed because he has like three red carpet clients at once. So he's going to have to basically just trust his assistant, John. And John is like your young, fresh on the scene stylist, just like super excited about the industry, super excited about all things fashion and luxury. Um, and he got most of his background experience in styling through luxury retail, like someone else that I know. And he's just looking to learn basically everything that he can through Jason so he can eventually do what Jason is doing on his own. And so Jason tell him, tells him like, look, 
I got all these clients to dress. I can't be everywhere at once. So you're going to have to dress Camila Mendez yourself. And John was like all for it. <laughs> like he was just like, okay, I set my intentions this week. It's a new moon. <laughs> like I'm focused. I'm ready. Just tell me what you need me to do. I got this. And it was so funny because Jason was looking at John sideways like, um, why are you so confident? Like, I'm the one who's the pro at this, and I'm over here, I'm all nervous about how you're going to be with my client, hoping you don't mess things up. And meanwhile, you over here all calm. So I was watching it, and I was like, it's interesting, because the issue with with John, well, really, there was no issue with John. Um, He trusted himself, and he trusted the guidance that Jason had been giving him, like, all this time throughout, you know, his internship with him or his job with him. But Jason, this well-accomplished celeb stylist, just wasn't there yet. And he kept saying, like, this boy better not mess up with my client. Making it seem like his assistant was the one that he didn't trust with this huge task. But in reality, Jason just didn't trust himself. Like, he hadn't reached that point where he knew he trained John well enough to be able to do such a huge task and just do what needed to get done. But at this point, he really didn't have a choice because he had like a 100 other things to do concerning his other clients. So it was sink or swim at this point, And he really didn't have a choice but to trust. And as a result, John knocked that red carpet look out the park. And it just made me so happy to see because it really was a prime example of just what happens when you just give something everything you got and then you just let go and just let the chips fall where they may. And of course, we all go through things. And even sometimes we even put ourselves through certain things that causes our trust in ourselves to waver, even for the most confident people. Like, so, so I'll share a personal example. So, like I said, I can be very private when it comes to just my personal life and things that I go through just out of me wanting to sort things out in peace and without other people's opinions possibly affecting the decisions I make. Um, But I recently went through a situation with somebody I really cared about. And I hope you're not being like a super fan, like, (laughs) like somehow my ex is being just listening to this like a creep. Because if he hear this, he gonna know I'm talking about him. But whatever, it is what it is at this point. So, (laughs) um, so basically, There was someone I was really expecting to be in my life just on like a long term basis. And this person ended up like really disappointing me. And like this was someone I really came to trust over time. So when he did what he did, I just remember and this wasn't too too long ago, like this was pretty recent. Um, But I just remember when it first happened, just telling the people close to me um, who knew about it, like, wow, after that, I'm never going to be able to trust anything (laughs) that anyone else says to me. Like, it sounds real dramatic saying it back now, but that's really how you be feeling when you just feel like you finally find somebody who you're just on the same page with and y'all just vibe and then they just switch it up. Um, So, of course, I was in my feelings about it, like, like real bad. (laughs) Like, I was really in my feelings. And for some reason... I think, like, some people be thinking because of how they view me as, like, just a girl that's focused on her goals and just really driven when it comes to everything that I'm into as far as fashion goes, that, like, I'm this person who's also just always on go and, like, just doesn't have feelings. 
And that's negative. Like, your girl has feelings just like everybody else. And if you ask me, I be in mine a little too often. <laughs> like, more often than I would like to be. But, because I be having stuff to do. Like, sometimes I just be like, come on, girl. Like, we need to snap out of this. Like, I don't know if we need to put Hot Girl Meg on or put some trap on. Like, whatever we need to do to get it together. Because... I just be trying to do stuff and stay productive, but I be in my feelings sometimes. But the point is, I said all of that to say, basically, I was feeling really jaded. And if I'm honest, I kind of still do. And it's probably going to take me some time just to get over that whole situation. But at the time, I just kept thinking, like, how am I ever going to be able to trust that people can keep their word from me, like to me? And... While my feelings are, of course, valid and, you know, I'm right to feel like, you know, dang, like it's hard to trust people out here. But I realized like in my whole healing process, I also realized like the biggest part of like moving forward from things is not necessarily like knowing or not knowing if we can trust somebody. But it's more so like that trust that we have to put in ourselves that we won't put ourselves in that situation again and that we won't end up with somebody else that's just like that. And that takes a lot of like self-reliance and just being able to be patient with ourselves and our process. And really, until we make that leap, there's like no 100% way to guarantee things like that. Because we can't read people's minds and we can't know their intentions fully. You know, we can only go off of like what they're showing us and that can switch at any time. And we can't know for sure how something is going to be without being vulnerable, at least on some level. And like really all we can do is just be as solid as we can be and just hope for the best. So that's just how, you know, I've been looking at it. Just trusting that either way it goes is still something for us on that other side. But yeah, in my experience, moving through those moments and just feeling what you need to feel and then when you're ready, picking it up and keeping it pushing and just continuing to trust yourself after, it just makes life so much easier. And I didn't think that it would because I'm a type of person who just likes to overanalyze everything and make sure that I'm keeping all my bases covered. But it's impossible to live like that and actually have a life that is fruitful and you know that is full of abundance like you can't live in that paralysis of just overthinking every single thing so self-trust is just something that I've just been really being intentional about practicing for myself and I'm realizing that even if trust in yourself is something that has to be rebuilt over time like after you've disappointed yourself um, it's still possible and you can do that just with new ways of thinking and just new habits because um, once we get to that point, we can heal and we can move forward more quickly from certain situations without just dwelling on it. And without just constantly thinking about what that situation did to us or what we did to ourselves even. It's actually funny because I got kind of a glimpse of how important this really is about like two years ago, I want to say. But I didn't really see at the time how that life lesson would really just come full circle like 100% with just everything that's been going on in my life now. So about two years ago, my grandfather gifted me with this book. And I honestly love getting books as gifts from people. Like people be complaining about that, but I don't know if I'm just a nerd for that or whatever. But <laughs> I love getting um, books as gifts, especially 
from people who I'm close with because I just feel like the books that people pick out for you says a lot about how they see you and what they think of you in this chapter of your life. But yeah, so he got me this book and it's called Trust and it's by my good sis Ayala Van Zandt. And everyone who knows me knows like I'm really inspired by her, just the work that she's done in her own life and just how she uses what she's gone through to just really get people together. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the book is divided into four parts. And so it's trust in God, trust in self, trust in others, and then trust in life. And in one section, she defines self-trust as, I'm going to quote her because it's kind of long. She said, self-trust is the development and mastery of an unwavering, unquestionable, inward conviction about your own value, worth, and ability to be, to create, and to enjoy all that you desire in the process of living and learning more about yourself. And I honestly think that keyword process is really what I took the most from that because when you know something is a process, you're not really worried moment by moment because you know like whatever is going on right now is not the end. And when you finally get in the habit and in the flow of trusting your instincts just without wavering, you're able to just be more creative because you're not constantly in a place of uncertainty. That's what I've learned even creatively like from myself. Like when I'm confident and trusting, I'm able to put better looks together for my clients and for projects. I'm able to think more freely. And when you're trusting, you're moving on your ideas, not just faster for one, but definitely just more efficiently because you're not waiting for someone else to validate you and tell you that you're on the right path before you even get started. So you're really just trusting that voice inside yourself that says like, what you waiting for? Like, let's get to it. And then, like, last but not least, you're also just a lot happier because, you know, like, even if everything falls apart, like, from whatever decisions you make, you're already equipped with everything that you need within to rebuild. So you're not constantly looking for external guidance. So a couple of things that I like to do these days just in an effort to just really break that habit of not trusting is, number one, I guess, how would I say this, like, So for number one, I basically just stop waiting for myself to stop being scared or to stop being nervous before I start something. Because I realized like that's never going to happen, like ever. (laughs) Like I just realized like I would try to wait, you know, for my nerves to settle down before I started a new project and it would never come. Like, so I saw a tweet actually earlier from one of my favorite stylists, Olori Swank. If you guys don't follow her, by the way, you should. Her work is dope and she owns a boutique as well. But yeah, she tweeted about the fact that like fear is not necessarily going to always go away and you're not necessarily going to always be the most confident person in the room. So at that point, you just going to have to go ahead and do it scared. And I found that to be like so true. So one of the things that I've stopped doing is just thinking that uncertainty and fear and anxiety is going to just give me a break. Um, Because the truth is, the more you call yourself waiting for it to pass, the more time it's going to rob you from while you call yourself waiting. So that's one. And then another thing that I've done just more is just to check in with myself and check in with my motives more often and be real with myself if, if my motives are off or if my intentions are off. 
So if I find myself not being the most productive and just procrastinating or just not even even enjoying the day, really, I'll ask myself, like, what's up with you? (laughs) Basically, like, what is it that you haven't resolved within yourself that's got you feeling off today? And is there anything that can be done about it? And if it is, then I'll try to go and I'll do that. Because that in itself helps me feel trustworthy to myself because I'm being mindful of my own intentions. Because like I said, a lot of times we're so worried about other people's motives toward us. But the main reason we feel so uneasy all the time is because we know we're not even being mindful of our own habits and our own ways that we're treating ourselves. So yeah, this episode definitely got deep. (laughs) Um... But I really hope you got something from this episode on trusting yourself. It was definitely one of the make or break lessons I've learned recently in this chapter of my life. So I was just like, how could I not share it? And by the way, I just want to tell you guys now a little bit about basically what to expect on this season of the podcast. So the main difference between me hosting the show last year and this this year is my level of maturity and just my ability to look at things from more than one perspective. So moving forward, I definitely want this show to be a reflection of my growth and of my versatility, both as a stylist and just as a woman. So you can definitely expect the episode topics this season to alternate between fashion, lifestyle, um, business, and inspiration, because I truly believe like the four of those go hand in hand in my own life. So of course, I want to use this platform to not only just influence your style, but if I can, I also want to help influence your lifestyle and just share different lessons with you guys as I learn them. Um, because I really think that's the best way for me to just be as authentic as possible while I'm talking on here. So yeah, definitely expect more personal style and lifestyle tips, um, more interviews and talks with other fashion professionals and creatives in the industry, and just other controversial topics too in the fashion industry. So thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys next week.